full humanity is represented there with all of its flaws. I wrote a subsequent blog post also about the shadow as exemplified by Carl Jung. This idea that, you know, the shadow, which if it doesn't exist, you know, it leads to big problems. And I think that social media has a very strong tendency to ignore the shadow. And what do you mean by that? The shadow in Carl Jung are the things that we prefer not to present about ourselves or acknowledge about ourselves or are unconscious about ourselves, such as, you know, our childishness or our, you know, envy or resentment. And, you know, celebrity is a great example of the creation of the shadow. We put all of our effort and attention into paying attention to people that we idolize, that we think are somehow better than ourselves, leaving ourselves out and giving all of the light to the celebrities and leaving only, frankly, the shadow for ourselves. So I want to switch over to the guy sitting across from me here. I think back to when I first saw Katerina's work on Flickr, it wasn't a tool for performing yourself to the world. It was, in in most cases, about something that you created and wanted to share that perhaps people could gather around and respond to and have a conversation around together. And that's very different than how we usually perform social media today. And I think... Can we pinpoint, like, when that happened? Like, that <laughs> transitioning from, like, look, I made this, let me show you, to look who I am. Well, I'm amazing. there's a lot of choices that happen on the way there. I mean, one of the things is that... I think Katarina talks about what FOMO is in culture really well, but it's also important to understand FOMO is cultivated by the economic model of most of these social networking apps. The language within the tech industry is user engagement and activity and how sticky are their eyeballs. So the reason people feel stress or fear or this tension around not participating in social media is because, well, that's how the tools were built especially services that rely on advertising or other sorts of ways of bartering your attention, depend on. It's the currency. Yeah, absolutely. Social currency and, like, real currency. And economic currency, yeah. So do you remember when Katarina wrote this piece about Sure. Formal? I felt a lot like, oh, finally somebody's given a name to a concept in culture that enables us to have a conversation about it. And, boy, that's a powerful thing. As soon as you've got a, a sort of a hook to respond to, now we can have a more thoughtful conversation about it. I think of Katarina as like the Eskimos having a dozen words for snow. There's all of these new emotions and sensations that the internet, that social media in particular, has brought up in us. So like to be able to name it is very strong. And Anil, I want to ask you, when you decided to sort of play with FOMO and turn it into something else? Uh, well, I, I wrote this piece called The Joy of Missing Out. And it was literally inspired by the night my son was born because I was supposed to go to uh, a Prince concert the night uh, that my wife went into labor, and I love Prince. You're, you don't just love Prince. I'm, I, I'm, I'm a scholar of his work, <laughs> and I thought, boy, I'm going to you know, regret missing this show. This is going to be you know, Madison Square Garden. It's going to be amazing. And instead, I, like, I felt nothing. I was like, I, I don't care. Like, this is the most profound moment of my life, so like, I'll go to another concert some other time. And it stuck with me. I didn't write about it right away, but that was this dramatic. And I mean, you know, to be affected by your child's birth is not exactly the most profound and unique thing to happen to somebody. Everybody is there. But it stayed with me in how I was perceiving 
what I saw on social media where I spend a lot of time. And I am a person that spends tons of time online and enjoys interacting with lots of people. And I have a fairly large network, so I like to be able to connect to people. But when I put my phone down, I didn't miss it. Yeah. Tell me how you codified the term. Like, tell me uh, about that the moment. The joy of missing out? That was, oh, gosh. I mean, part of it, obviously, just reactive. It was like, well, these are terms that need phrasings and culture. Part of it was, I think anybody else who had popularized a phrase like FOMO, as Katerina had, would have probably put out three different books and a TED Talk and have a <laughs> podcast and, you know, like all manner of insufferability. So much of the response were people being defensive, right? Which was, I fear missing out, but I feel bad about it. And... Nobody was talking about it being a happy, joyous, peaceful, tranquil, like placid kind of experience. And at first I was like, am I the only one who's happy? And I was like, I can't be the only one who's happy. And so some of it was about asserting that sort of comfortability.